This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Hi, this is Andy Bauman from Tom Ham's Lighthouse. I'm the chair of San Diego Restaurant Week. Please join us for San Diego Restaurant Week from September 24th to October 1st, with lunches available from $10 to $20 and dinner available from $20 to $50. Visit SanDiegoRestaurantWeek.com to see more than 180 restaurants participating in Restaurant Week. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Diva Lounge. I'm Julie Hostler with Maribel Hernandez. I love the way she says that. And, oh, we have our guest chef today. I'm going to pronounce it first, Claudette Zepeda-Wilkins. Yes. Ah, Hello, how are you guys? <laughs> chef Claudette wears many hats, both professional and personal. We're going to find out everything today, ask her a lot of questions, starting with uh, where did you originally come from? I am originally from uh, San Diego, born, born in San Diego, Woo-hoo. raised in between TJ and Guadalajara. My mom is from TJ and my dad's from Guadalajara. Mm. So I was, uh, went up until middle school, we went to school in uh, Mexico and then shuttled back and forth between Guadalajara and, Tijo- and San Diego the rest of my life. <laughs> and you're still going back yeah, and so forth. I'm a border kid. That's <laughs> the good definition. I'm a border kid, shuttled between TJ, San Diego, and then Guadalajara at every break. Long commute. So... <laughs> So when you got here, you were going back and forth, but what was your first job here? My first job here, I was 15 years old. I worked at a telemarketing agency. I had gotten a work permit to work uh, <laughs> as a junior in high school. I wasn't allowed to work. So I had between 15 and 16, they gave you a work permit to go work, and I decided I needed a job. Uh, my dad had become disabled, so he mm. couldn't work, and he we couldn't. I couldn't support myself with all my extracurriculars, so I decided to get a job. So, yeah, I was a receptionist because I sucked at telemarketing. <laughs> So they moved me from selling on the phone because I would just hang up on people if they yelled at me. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> wrong number. And, uh, so then I realized I, that was probably not the best job. Then my second job was working at Pizzeria Uno's. Started as a host, then I went as Expo and slowly went into the kitchen. And you worked Italian food. I worked Italian. I've done Italian. I've done French. I've done American, farmer table, all that yeah. stuff, and now Mexican. And because uh, I was reading, you were at J Six. You were here. You were there. Yeah. Any favorite places? Um, I think between J Six and Rancho Bernardo, when I worked with Gavin, was oh, probably right. yeah. I was his pastry chef, and then in J Six was a transition from pastry to savory. So I think I learned the most there. I was there for three years. Yeah. So. Wow. Good for you. Thanks. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just want to say welcome, bienvenida, Claudette. It's such an honor to have you here with us today. Thank, Thank you. you for accepting our invitation. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I mean, I see you and I see this very strong, strong woman. And I think it's, it's, it's a great, great example for a lot of women out there who have to work. And, and we see you doing it and we see you working hard and it's, it's great. Thank so, you. I mean, you say you had to find a job very young. Mm-hmm. So rough, easy growing up? No, it's hard. I mean, I had a very interesting childhood, to say the least. Yeah. Uh, but I was the only girl of three boys in my house, and I have uh, two half-brothers in L.A. Mm. So I have, I'm the only girl of five boys. Wow. Um, and I just, in our culture, it's just generally the women, you know, take care of the household. And I was tasked with that at a very young age. And uh, 
by the time I was 15, I had a job. By the time I was 17, I was out of the house. So oh, 18, young. got pregnant. Yeah. So it was, I definitely did not have anything handed to me at any point in my life. So single mom? Single mom uh, up until four years ago that I married my husband. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. And How I was that? Uh, it was it was rough. My son, I mean, I, mean, I could go on for hours and hours. But oh, please do. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of women out there listening to our show. Now? My son is 14. 14. Okay. High school. Freshman in high school. It just starts football today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what school? Uh, Hilltop High. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. San Diego. Uh, Chula Vista. Yeah. Chula Vista. Okay. Yeah. Um, he, I mean, my kids have been kind of like the rock and the backbone and the why. Mm. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, the, my son has now lived half of his life with, you know, my husband, his stepfather in his life. But we, you know, we got married not too long ago, but he had always been uh, seven years ago. He got entered in our lives and he'd always been a constant and always was mm-hmm. there for birthday parties and as like a male role model. But, yeah, the first seven years of his life was rough. He lived we lived in eight different houses in his first seven years. Wow. <laughs> With friends, family, uh, a little of everything, most of it, most of it on our own. We were just um, I'd move into a one bedroom studio and then I'd move into a one bedroom apartment and then I went into it. So it was always upgrading ourselves, but it wasn't ever easy. And then sometimes we'd have to go back and sometimes we'd have to then we move forward. But um yeah, it always makes for cool stories. Yeah, <laughs> it was sure. a rough. It was a rough go of it for a while. Um, I was making nine dollars an hour as a pastry chef. Uh, you know, with two a single mom of two yeah. kids, so it was it was hard. But I mean, it's, it all makes for you know a better I don't know callus on my own like my personality. I was like I can take it anything that comes my way. It definitely builds a shell. Yeah. Well, I think definitely that it builds the shell. So when did you get kind of like a, when did you find that balance? When was it that you finally broke through all of that? Did you ever? Is it? I think it's a, I, I struggle with balance every day. Okay. It's not you don't there's no aha moment um, as a mom, as a wife, as yeah. a chef. You know, it kind of goes in that order. But right now, that's the order it goes in. Once a restaurant opens, then it's kind of chef mom wife yeah you know the 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 order shifts because the restaurant's not open right now but it's always it's a struggle i have an amazing partner in my husband and Mm. i just literally i have a calendar synced to him because sometimes i forget to tell him i'll be out of the country (laughs) and i'm and he has to kind of keep up with it and i'm like well i leave i leave for two days or i leave for five days or i'm going here i'm going there and he just picks up wherever I leave off. Mm. He, wow. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to have the life I have if I wouldn't be for him, for the support. How would you meet him? E-Harmony. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> it works, everybody. Okay, E-Harmony. Yeah, we used, we used to lie. We used to say that like we met by mutual friends because he was a little embarrassed by it. And I was like, fuck it. Everyone asks me online, like... There's no right. way a single mom of two is going to yeah. walk into a bar and a guy's going to be like, sure, yeah, two kids, bring it on. Yeah. No, they'd run... Far and fast. Wow. As soon as I said, yeah, I have two kids. I never, I mean, I, I don't go to clubs. I don't drink heavily. Like, yeah. I drink socially and never to get drunk. So I don't like alcohol. Yeah, but, but where else do you everywhere. meet people? Yeah. <laughs> Is he American? Yeah, he's from, he's yeah. a Southern boy. He's yeah. from Georgia. Georgia. Look yeah. at that. The accent. Now, yeah. <laughs> what do your kids think about your job and what you're doing? Do they ever tell you, Mommy, I wish you could spend more time with us? Um, and they are super proud. And my son walks around in his Top Chef hat. Aww, and, stop uh, but 
my daughter is the one that probably struggles the most with it. She's the mm-hmm. one that was like, uh, well, I have a doctor's appointment, and can you cancel it because I want you to be there if I'm out of the country. How she, old is she? She's 12. Oh, 12. Yeah, so she'll make she'll call me out on it, and she did it. You can talk her into like the sense of it, and then she understands. But it's definitely um, she wants to know the why. Why are you going? And so we explain it to her like this is it's, there's a there's a means to our end. Like it's it's not because I want to. Mommy's not going to party. Mommy's not going to just have fun. It's there's a means for it. Like, and she understands it. They're at the age where there's they're way smarter than I am, so <laughs> it works. Wow. Yeah. Uh, what And what is the means? Opening a really amazing restaurant with an amazing soul. Like there's, it's not just to open a restaurant. I mean, obviously there's tons of Mexican restaurants in San Diego. And I've opened an amazing Mexican restaurant in San Diego. But then now what's the next step? Like how, what would make this different? Not even just as Mexican food, but what would make this a different restaurant? And then it's the approach of really kind of giving a shit on the the history of Mexican food and like really digging my hands deep into what the roots are of the different regions and how everyone's very, very different. Um, you know, in Oaxaca, there's seven regions, seven yeah. different traditional cooks make the same exact mole in different ways. Mm-hmm. And it's just their, their region, what their region provides, the people that landed there and what they gave as their ingredients. You have, you know, chi- a lot of Chinese influence in Oaxaca that no one really knows about, but you know, it, TJ wouldn't be TJ if it weren't for if the Chinese. Chinese. Mm. You know, so it's... Uh, I didn't know that. I definitely, I get into the roots of it, and it's not just to highlight Mexico Mexican food because that is a very broad spectrum. You have, you know, a lot of Jewish people in Mexico City. You have a lot of, you know, Basque people in Mexico City. You have um, the Lebanese people that landed in Puebla that gave us the shawarma, which we turned into the al pastor, and we have, you know... That all the little gorditas, everything that we see has influence from somebody else that landed there and put their hand in the mix. Mm-hmm. So it's appreciating that and, and not saying it's Mexico and because we're Mexican. No, I mean, we are Mexican. What makes us Mexican is what is, uh, makes us a tolerant country to other cultures and what we make from it, from those, their, what they give us. Wow. So, yeah. That's, you know, that's El Jardin is definitely like a, bringing together all the cultures that mix, mix, make Mexican food and what make it special. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because I, I see you, you know, where the Mexican, you know, being a Mexican, very proud. And, you know, for you to go, I see you traveling, you're going to Oaxaca, yeah. you're going yeah. to Mexico City, you're, you're here, you're there. So you're really digging for ingredients. I see you yeah. searching for ingredients. Yeah, I look for ingredients. I look for things I can grow here. I look for things that they can send us. You know, that it's, it's, any chef will tell me I'm crazy. And a lot of people tell me I'm crazy. But it's, I, when I make, when I find someone that sells corn, when I find someone that sells chocolate, I have to go because that's the culture. I have to go in front of them, shake their hand and say, you're going to send me this product. And then once they see me, they go, okay. Because it's different. If I were to send them a message or call them, they're just going to blow you off because huh. that's the culture. Yeah, because they can sell more in person. If there's not a connection, they don't they don't really care. They didn't make two and two. They didn't put two and two together, and they don't get it. Yeah. But when you go there and you start, you know, just having a coffee with them, and you open up that conversation and that culture of brotherhood and sisterhood of like, this is what I'm trying to do. This is what I'm trying to kind of showcase, and not not in a condescending way, like educate, but in a way educate. You know, this is yeah, no. all these things are part of the Mexican culture and, 
You can the most amazing vanilla comes from Veracruz. So let's get. Oh I hey, have, <laughs> I have. Shut up. That's where my parents are. Yes, yeah, so I'm gonna cook in Veracruz in November, and I you know I have amazing vendors that sell me macadamia nuts, cinnamon, a very interesting cinnamon from comes from Veracruz, uh-huh. uh, and it's finding those little people, those little small producers that can sell me. I mean, we're not a huge restaurant. Now, uh, how are you going to get it across? How is that going to happen? Uh, I have a different importers. I have okay. myself. I have you know. There's there's different. <laughs> I'm, like, yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm not a specialty produce. So I, I'm still <laughs> buying small amounts, and sure. they can send us more consistently. Um, some things come straight to our door here in San Diego. Other things, I'll have to land in TJ for price wise. You know, if, if it hikes the price because I ship it to San Diego, it just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But some of these ingredients are special enough to get. You know, the two kilos of vanilla beans from Veracruz, they'll land in TJ, mm-hmm. and, and then and, and all that stuff crosses. Yeah, um, there's. I'm so well versed in the what's the crosses and what doesn't. All the Department of Agriculture, the entire chapter of what crosses and doesn't cross, I've learned, I've read. Wow. (laughs) Well, you have to be informed. Yeah, Yeah, because a lot of times you'll cross the border and the people don't even know what these things are. I'll cross and I'll be like, I have some mole, I have some queso Oaxaca, I have some quesillo, and and they'll like, mole, that's uh, chocolate, right? (laughs) And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. And I just... I mean, yep. you can't you can't make them understand what you have. So you just go, yes, yeah. Did you show them the crickets. I have crickets. Uh, no, that's that's that. What goes, are they called? Uh, the the little cricket things. I have chicatana. That's the one. The ants. Yeah. Oh no, I don't know about the ants. And los, the este chapulines. Oh, chapulines. Wow. Delicious. Yeah. But I have I have different bugs, but. No, how how do, how do people take that? That like you know, you know we the bugs and all these more exotic things. How how do they? How do they? Are they being accept? You know, accepting of it? Or are they? What do you think? How? Yeah, I don't. I can't put it on the menu. Okay, um, it's not something that I would put on the menu. It's like something that we had at Bracera. It was like a secret menu mm-hmm. where we know. Um, if the people are more adventurous, if they're eaters, um, I have a portion of the the restaurant that will be the chef's counter, which like there's several restaurants in San Diego that have a chef's counter. Uh, but in this chef's counter, like that's where you'll get the more like experimental cuisine. You won't get a menu. You'll just sit and have whatever I send to you. It can be a five course meal. It could be a 20 course meal. And it's, you know, obviously the sizes will vary on the portions, uh-huh. um, but that's where I can get a little bit more creative, more like Mexican avant-garde. The plating will be special. Um, hmm. Just everything else will be a little bit more boutique, I guess you could say it. Oh, I like cool. that. Mm. Wow. Now let's talk about your experience of Top Chef Mexico. Yeah. yeah, that was How awesome. <laughs> I mean, I, I hear you talk about Mexico, and I love it. And now, I talk to us about that whole experience and how that helped you now. You know, uh, has helped you now as a chef and moving forward with your project. Yeah, um, you know, it was a beautiful experience. Um, and shout out to Javier. Like oh, he was Javier, Javier Placencia. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was the one that kept pushing me and asking me if I would do it, and uh, I finally said yes. And I got the ball rolling on that. And uh, it was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Coming back, it was very, like, Stockholm Syndrome. It was it was weird. It was weird. The experience was weird. I guess any reality show, it really jars you. And people say, like, oh, like, there's chefs that say that you're a sellout if you do TV. But really, I did Top Chef Mexico 
to really find my roots and to dig deeper into who I am as a Mexican cook. And yeah. Top Chef Mexico is still at such a young age in the show. It's, you know, we were the second season that they really want to see Mexican chefs cook Mexican food. No matter how fancy you are, can you make the most simplest, you know, mole or albondigas or mm. whatever, chilaquiles? If you can do that well, then that we know that you have a solid foundation. Mm. You know, one of the challenges we, we had was we were given 50 pesos after the egg quick fire, and then we were given 50 pesos to go cook at an orphanage, and then the mom of the house that uh, we was assigned yeah. to us, we had to take them to the market with 50 pesos to buy enough food to feed 10 kids in their house that they help raise. Yeah. They're not their biological kids. And we had to go to the market, and they explained to us it's because they get that's, that's how that's much they much get, to, get to get mm-hmm. one meal. They get that much money. They get 50 pesos to make one meal. 50 pesos is $3. Yeah. You know, and they have to feed 10 kids. And these are adult kids. Some of them are 19 years old with disabilities still living at home. Um, and, you know, it's a very, very humbling experience. And they, what you cook, you have to cook for them what your mom would cook for you. So I made albondigas, arroz. I made arroz con leche for dessert, a papaya lime water for a drink. Uh, and it was never the – your task was never to make it fancy. Your task was not to chef it up. Your task was to cook something that your mom would cook for you and that they would want to eat. The huh. kids would want to eat. So, you know, and that's – it's humbling. It really – as – if you have any sort of ego, it really knocks the wind out of you. And, you know, I've, I'm have i a mom. And as I saw those moms, I was like, I miss my mom. Oh. <laughs> you know, I'm a kid. Yeah. Basically, yeah. you know, I still – my mom still comes and cooks for me to my house every once in a while. I'm like, Mom, yeah. can you please come make my own right? <laughs> Because there's some things that just taste better when mom and your makes mama it. makes them. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it was an extremely interesting experience. I wouldn't trade it for the world. I'd do it again in a heartbeat. If, I mean, I'm the, probably a crazy person. But uh, the friendships I made in Top Chef Mexico all carry with the rest of my life. Like yeah. these are now lifelong bonds. Every time I go to Oaxaca, I'm with Ixchel. Every time I go to Mexico City, I'm with Alex, with Gabo. Yeah. In, in TJ, I have, you know, Mario and... These bonds that we we rely on each other a lot still. Yeah. We still, if we're having a bad day, we text each other. Hey, you know, I'm stressed, blah, blah, blah. And we talk each other basically off the cliff. If, yeah. In other words, you know, like <laughs> we tell each other that it's going to be okay. And, you know, that's important to have. Now, what do you think about, you know, now you have Top Chef in Mexico. We've just saw Noma in Tulum. What's, what do you think about what people think now of Mexican Food, Mexican cuisine. Um, I think what Renee did was amazing. I think what Renee did was what he does in any country that he takes over. When he went to Australia, Japan, Mexico, it's it's a beautiful thing that he does. But I think that it's a very, um, I guess it's a very quick glimpse of what Mexico is. He's not cooking Mexico. He's cooking the particular regions he wanted to cook. Mm-hmm. You know, he went to Tabasco, Chiapas, Veracruz. He went to, you know, the Riviera Maya. And that's his interpretation of those areas that he was in in Oaxaca. And uh, but I think we're so much more. And I think that it takes people going people I've seen all and I kind of bite my tongue because it's it's their own journey. And who am I to have an opinion on on how people should take, you know, what they experience over there. Right. Uh, but to come back from, you know, Noma, Mexico, and to think that you understand Mexican food because you ate it there 
and then call the dishes those same names, but you're not making anything close to it, I think it does a disservice to Mexican cuisine, you know, because mole is, you can't call it a mole unless it has like the mother ingredients, like the holy trinity of, it. mole has a holy trinity almost, I think. To holy quintuplet, or whatever the five <laughs> yeah, from the peppers yeah. to the spices. It has to have a fruit. It has to have a nut, a mixture of nuts. It has to have, you know. So these are the things that it has to have in order to be called a mole. And then now, I, you know, I see people that take complete creative freedom on it, but those words mean a lot to the Mexican people. Ah, it means it carries a lot of weight to say that it's, you know, you you're doing a black mole and you didn't put and you put squid ink and you put you didn't put any nuts in it and you know. It, and it's missing all the things mm. that give mole its but soul. You're it mole. But you're calling it mole because you want to be cool. And that drives me nuts because I think, I don't know, I think that I wish yeah. they would go. I wish it's not It's not because I'm Mexican. If you're right. American, if you're any race, I think that you should go to Mexico. If yeah. you really want to cook Mexican food, go to Mexico. Learn it. Understand it. Appreciate it. Understand that the women that make money selling their mole paste feed their entire family with that mole paste. So I feel like it's huh. it's my job to kind of protect it a little bit, keep yeah. it in its, you know, I don't know. Sacred. <laughs> keep it sacred. Yeah. It's very, it's a very uh, sacred thing to make any sauce, yeah. any sauce in Mexico. It has a lot of roots in it, you yeah. know, and then you can take creative freedom. So I, I was talking to my friend, Michelle, actually, when I was in Oaxaca, and I said, what what makes a mole? Because sometimes I feel like I even cross that line. And I'm like, fuck, I shouldn't call it a mole. I should just call it a fucking sauce. I just call it a sauce. Right. Um, but she goes, well, does it have this? Does it have this? Does it have this? And we walk through it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm good. Okay. You know? It's a mole and that. She's, she's one that. of the traditional yeah. cocineras of Oaxaca. So she represents it on a diplomatic level. Yeah. So she... I guess is the patron saint of the food. You know, she makes sure that people are doing Oaxacan sure. food their justice, the right way, the white right. Yeah. So, would you say that you know Mexican food is now being discovered? Like people are finally discovering. Like, I think they're seeing the, the different um, uh, ingredients that are in Mexico. Okay. Uh, not necessarily discovering the food, but they're discovering the diversity of it. Ah. The diversity of our, I mean, our microclimates. And we have anywhere from the tropical jungle of the Amazon kind of weather, and then you have complete desert in Sonora, and then you have, mm. you know, I was just kind thinking. of at the Tropic of, or the Tropic of Cancer is where Guadalajara is at, so you have crazy tropical storms during mm. the summertime. Right now, all of Mexico is underwater, mm-hmm. and it's like, you have these little tiny pockets of microclimate where vanilla grows, where cinnamon grows, where you, you can get rambutan, jackfruit, and those are, people think those ingredients come from Asia, are only in Asia, but they do. They came from Asia on the slave trade boats, and they landed in Mexico, Mexico. and we had the climate. So they said, let's make, wow. let's grow it. So all these ingredients aren't native to us, but we have the land, and the terroir appreciates or can give those vegetables and fruits their vitamins, and they grow beautifully. And the people, and the they people. embrace it. <clears throat> yeah. They grow it, and it's their life. Yeah. I mean, jackfruit right now is having a crazy surge in the Yucatan. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're they're discovering jackfruit as a meat substitute, and I mean, the the vegans in yeah. California discovered it a couple of months ago, yeah. years ago. Yeah, you vegans. <laughs> <laughs> but in the Yucatan, they're actually seeing it as something that they can make money off of. So they're growing jackfruit for meat substitutes. They they have the sweet jackfruit once it's ripe, and they shred it, and they have it. They make ice creams out of it, and it's becoming a whole industry. The jackfruit industry in the Yucatan is huge right now. So it's like 
little, and it's definitely a lot closer than Asia. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Right. Yeah, it's like when you go to the Mercado Hidalgo and you see jackfruit, you're yeah. like, what the fuck? <laughs> but it makes it grows in Mexico. It it's a Mexican Mexico. vegetable and fruit. Like all these things grow in Mexico just as good as it would grow. So we in know it's diverse, yes. like you said. Crazy diverse. Yeah. And now you talk about bonds. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that want to know, and you mentioned his name already, uh, Javier? Javier Plasencia. Javier. Javier Plasencia, <laughs> el jefe. What do you think he's doing in, in, in his take on Mexican food? How, how is he able to take it to that level where he's at? <clears throat> I think Javier's, uh, the term Mexican food, I mean, we're Mexican and we're cooking food. Does that mean that it's Mexican food? I think Javier's creativity as of late has really shown what he can push himself to do. And I mean, he's one of the older generations and still curious and is still like mm -hmm. looking to find something new and pushing himself as a chef and like, what, what else can I do? And, you know, that's when Animalon came along. He doesn't have to do that. He can hang out in Todos Santos, come to Finca during the winter. Like it's, He doesn't have to push as much as he does, but that constant drive to kind of scratch the surface of something to figure out how it works and how it tastes, that's Javier. And he's inspired by young cooks and he's inspired by meals he has and he interprets it in his own way. And and that's uh, what I learned from him and cooking with him is kind of just shut the noise out and just cook. There's nothing to be written You just flow. Like I have some friends that I go do dinners with and they're like, oh, but we got to do a test run and we got to do this and that and this. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm just going to go there. Just give me my stuff. I'm just going to cook. Like, And that's something that I picked up from, from him. him. I used to be very A-type. And mm. it depends on where I go, obviously. Some places demand me to be more professional and like regimented. But when I'm cooking with friends, I'm like, just I promise you it'll be good. I'm just going to highlight these things and just give me the ingredients. Like, it, Let's just cook. Because I think it takes the fun out of it, you know, and Javier's number one thing is, you know, have fun while you're cooking. It tastes better. Like that's. There's a soul. It's yeah. Or else your food tastes like any other restaurant. But you want it to taste better than you cook with your soul. You cook with your heart. You feed them like you would feed your family. Yeah. And that's something that he has, you know, mastered. Yeah. Yeah. And definitely. you had the opportunity to work with him, which was, which was, I'm sure, like you said. It was awesome. great. Yeah, 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 it was amazing. And now you take all of that, and now we're in present time, and, and now we've been talking about your new project, El Jardín. Yes. Which um, it's going to open up in? January, well, early 2018 <laughs> is what we're saying. Does not jinx ourselves. <laughs> yeah. January 2018. Okay, January when? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll come to the opening. <laughs> and now, and you're obviously going to be taking from everything. I'm taking for everything. It's regional cuisine. Um Some dishes are strictly a regional dish. Other dishes are ingredients from the region. Uh, with my interpretation, uh, there's no box. We're not. I'm not putting myself in a box. I'm not putting myself. I'm not going to pigeonhole myself in a menu. And you know, this is my restaurant. Um, the design of it is 100% between Johan and myself. The owner and myself uh -huh. have designed the entire restaurant, down to the forks, napkins, and plates. Like everything has been. Me going and meeting these people, telling them, yeah, I want you in my restaurant, and I'm finding artists and finding those cool little things, the details. You in know? Mexico or, <laughs> in Mexico. or just, just in Mexico? Just in Mexico. So yeah. when people visit El Jardín, they, they're going to feel as if they're 
in Oaxaca or they're in I Tulum so. or the feeling or is to be Sonora. in a, in your home. Okay. The feeling is a, a hospitality in first. <laughs> in Bonita, where it's hot and there's no AC. <laughs> no. Um, just to have, have you ever walked through one of the farms and your shoulders kind of drop and you're more relaxed and the air is just cleaner? It just feels more like you don't have to have your guard up at a farm, you know? And Let your guard down. Yeah, it's, it's, that's the, what I hope to get. And Al Jardin is I hope to strive to have people come and just relax. Just let me feed you. Mm-hmm. You know, don't there's you're not coming to a stuffy restaurant. You're coming to a restaurant that has, you know, a beautiful patio with hopefully bougainvilleas growing by the time we open. <laughs> but, you know, there's going to be bougainvilleas growing on the inside. You know, the, the tortilla holders are made out of volcanic stone made from an artisan in Mexico mm. City. And everything has a soul. Someone touched it. It's not... Was it made in a mold somewhere that we don't know? And you know, and so you know these people. I know these people. I shook You've their hands. Them. You know, and that's the whole point of me traveling to these places. I've shook their hands and said, "I want you to make me something." And mm. that's how those develop; those relationships develop. And that's what I. When you come to Al Jardin, it's you come to relax, to have a good meal, a warm meal, and. Or a cold meal if you want ceviche. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but to have that like family atmosphere you go to any house in oaxaca or you go to any house in guadalajara and they sit you down and they feed you and you you just as soon as you're done you lean back like that's something that we we as chefs should strive for you don't want to be in a restaurant and be like oh i gotta go i got they're cleaning my table no it's like chill you want people to enjoy themselves really taking the experience and just relax yeah a couple hours yeah Wow, and it's going to open up in Liberty Station in Point Loma. Yes, right. It's on Sims Road, um, Truxton, or I think it's Truxton. Where you drive in, at, and in the first corner is Sims Road, right across the street from Buena Forqueta and the Public Market. Uh-huh. Right, oh. we're right next to Moniker Warehouse or the Moniker Coffee, and that is all part of the um, the group, right? Is the Rise, and, the shine. Rise yeah. and Shine Restaurant oh, Group. I love that Rise yeah. and Shine, which yeah. they do mostly um, breakfast. Yeah, yeah. this is our first uh, dinner concept. Yeah. Yeah. So were they just like, yeah, let's just do something completely <laughs> the like Mexican? Johan Did- approached me last September before I left the Top Chef Mexico wanting uh, a different concept. Okay. And, and he had already kind of a menu outlined. I handed him back the menu with everything crossed off, and I said, <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> um, it was Bahamed, which we all know in San Diego. It's kind of a, almost like cliche to say Bahamed, you know. It's, it's a different generation of cooks. So I said, you know, what I would like to, and I came, when I talked to him in December after I was done with Top Chef filming, I said, what I would like to present to you is regional Mexican. Like these nine weeks that I've been cooking all over Mexico and meeting all these people, there's so much more to Mexico that people don't know. Let's mm. let's just bring it. Let's bring Michoacan. Let's bring Vallarta. Let's bring Jalisco. Let's bring all these different regions. Because what happened in Bracero a lot of the times is if you dropped the plate and you said it was a... Uh, a, a ceviche or whatever it was like, and the people that were eating it were from that area and they would say that's not what this is oh no you know so you get that a lot and I get it it's an ownership to their own like culture of their right. own state that happens uh, so I want to be able to have my own interpretation and there's no rules I'm just I'm, gra- I'm grabbing a little bit of this and a little bit of that and hope hopefully people like it yeah you're, well you're taking like you say you're taking Mexico as a whole yeah not just one specific area and right. because it's so diverse yeah you know it just it, it makes sense to just 
bring and you're bringing all these ingredients. Yeah. And are you going to be working also with local? Yeah. Yeah. Local? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll be, you know, driving the Chino as yeah. much as I can to get their produce and, and that's the thing. We're dinner only Monday through Friday, so we have a little bit of leeway to train. Every have you know often train of product ID of walking to the farms and walking through the farms, walking through our local vendors that we have here in San Diego with you guys and understanding everything that goes into our restaurant. You know, and we'll have we have our own. We have two different plots of gardens where we'll grow our own herbs mm-hmm. for the restaurant. So that's me tending to the garden every day. That's my sous chef tending to the garden every day, and that just kind of gives you more of an ownership to it you know it's yeah. a lot of work but i think at the end of the day i hope the product well people will understand it yeah so you're going to be really training your staff yeah you know in a new, yeah. new way yeah of of cooking of of seeing the whole picture yeah yeah wow well <laughs> well for those of you um on social media you definitely want to follow at oh, yeah. el jardin dot <laughs> SD and uh, look uh, forward to the opening of this uh, regional Mexican cuisine. And uh, Catherine, uh, we want to say, hey, Catherine, hello. Thank you for watching us live. Hi, Chef. Oh, yeah. Cat. Hi, (laughs) Cat. Isn't she cute? And uh, please go ahead and follow at Chef Claudette Cepeda Wilkins. Also, all together. Instagram. And uh, Claudette, anything else that you want to add on? Uh, well, I mean, there's so many things that the restaurant's going to have. I kind of want people to be surprised. I had a conversation with Candace. I was like, there's things I don't want to tell her. <laughs> I don't, I want you guys to understand, like, to get there and be surprised. Oh, come on. You can give us a no. kitchen no. secret or something. <laughs> we won't tell. I want you guys to be wowed. Yeah. And some, and something, it's nothing, you know, flashy or gaudy but, or anything, wow. but it's, it's, it's going to be very special. I'm excited for it. And you want people to go in there and sit down and, like you say, relax and just take it all in. Yeah. And just allow Chef to feed us. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, bring it on. (laughs) No, I mean. That's what you say now. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Then you're going to say, no chiles. (laughs) Too spicy. So, so, you know, hearing you talk about all these different roles that you play, I do want to know which of all these roles do you enjoy the most? I think I enjoy being a mentor, educator mm. more than anything. Yeah, to the new generation. To the new generation, to my kids. I, you know, I, I can step away from the mom role and be more of a mentor role a lot more easily. Mm. I hate being a mom. I hate pulling the mom card. They know the mom card is not a nice card to pull. Really? They call me Mama Bear. I, I, got, a, I got the nickname Mama Bear in Top Chef because <laughs> I always was like – you would yell at the the cast. I'm like, you have to eat breakfast before we leave. So I even have it tattooed on my arm. <laughs> um, but you know, they're like, well, we don't want Mama Mama Bear to leave the cave. So that's that's a safe place for me to be. And uh, I just I'm a better educator and mentor. I have so much knowledge that I want to give to the younger generation, yeah, for sure. um, to the ones that want it. I've also had cooks that you know don't. They literally just want a paycheck and they want to go on vacation and they want to have parties. But I'm really I can see the talent that wants to do this for a living and will put in the work. And then those are the ones that I want to mentor and want to explain why, you know, I can try, I can show anyone how to make my dishes, but I can't, I can't make anyone give a shit. Yeah. You know, that comes, that's an internal gut thing of like, do you care? Okay. Then I'm going to show you. Yeah. So. Wow. And you have to put in the hard work. Yeah. And you definitely have. Yes. For many years. <laughs> yeah. 15 years in San Diego is not easy. 
No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> yeah. So we are definitely looking forward to your new project. In I, January. We can't wait. <laughs> uh, we want to tell everybody, thank you for watching us on Facebook Live. Yeah. Um, we got Angelina Almendaris say, yeah, yeah. What? Oh, she's saying hello. Uh, Jeffrey, who just joined us. And, Jeffrey. Uh, hey, Jake, Jeffrey. Who, who just joined us as well. Hey. Also, we want to tell everybody to please join, um, follow our Instagrams. Uh, at Specialty Produce Network, my RSP underscore Diva Lounge account. My personal one is M oh, SP underscore Maribel. <laughs> and Julie underscore Hostler. And, of course, Claudette's got 22 <laughs> letters in her. At Claudette Zapata Wilkins. All one, yes. all together. But so, tell them why. Well, in Mexico, you, take, you never leave your uh, maiden name. So you have to hyphenate to your husband's name. And with Top Chef Mexico and the United States, if it didn't show up like that, you wouldn't be able to see the Top Chef Mexico stuff. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. There, see, there's always a reason why. SEO, right? <laughs> and your class on ACE, SEO today. <laughs> Search engine Thank optimization. Thank you, everybody, for awesome. tuning thank in. You. Thank and you for having me. For those of us listening us on our Diva Lounge podcast, thank you so much. And yeah. Claudette, yeah. shout yeah, outs before you go. Javier. No. <laughs> shout out. Don't put me on the spot like that. Shout out to Javier and Lado. <laughs> <laughs> on a vacation know, his right? pump up just I finished know, so I'm sure he's going to be taking a break um, but just shout out to my kids to Aww. every girl that's doing it and yes. who gives a shit that every person who gives a shit shout out to those people yeah you gotta love it right yeah. Yeah. Bob, and anything Bob that you do shit. you have to love it <laughs> thank you so much everybody for tuning in and we will be we'll be back we'll be back <laughs> The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today.